guys, Justin Brock here with the Medicare Gurus, and today we have the distinct pleasure of sitting down with somebody who um, I've had a lot of conversations with recently and is a, a really cool dude that we are doing a lot with, uh, just down-to-earth guy that's actually making, you know, things work by putting in the, uh, the practical application side of things, I think. Uh, also, uh, something that's cool, as we were just talking preemptively before uh, this, the we started recording. Um, you know, this is a guy with four kids, with a family uh, that understands that you know he's doing this business. You know, not as some single twenty-two-year-old that has all the time in the world. Those guys have nothing to complain about. Uh, <laughs> but you know, he's actually making it work with all kinds of other stuff going on in the world, um, just by figuring out uh, you know how to organize his day and where to best spend his time which is limited it's the only resource i say it a lot in videos it's the only resource we can't get more of so mm -hmm. uh eugene marchenko uh, with american insurance benefits out of charleston south carolina is with us today so eugene i'm gonna turn it over to you real quick just so you can give a, an introduction yourself for the people that don't know who you are and yeah. maybe a little more clarification for the people that are aware of who you are yeah. So I've been, you know, my name is Eugene. I've been, I've been in the insurance industry now for over 12 years. And uh, I started when I first started insurance um, in 2010. So I guess that's almost 12 years. I uh, did not know the difference between deductibles, co-pays, co-insurance and so on and so forth. And, and so I, I ran my very first appointment by memorizing a script and uh I definitely could not grow a beard at that time. <laughs> uh, I had no kids. I, um, I owned one car. I uh, did not own a house. Uh, so now looking back, it's, it's been a lot. It's interesting. Cause it's like, it seems like it's the same thing over and over again. And you look back and everything's changed. Yeah. And, and it's, it's been an interesting journey, uh, especially with, cause I started with underage health insurance and doing face-to-face uh, -face appointments. And I did that for five years and I dabbled in the Medicare space and then decided to go to full-time Medicare, did that over the face-to-face uh, -face and then transitioned that into over the phone. And I've been doing over the phone sales now for almost five years now. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I didn't know you started in under 65 health, mm -hmm. um, which is a whole nother conversation. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, that's a crazy market. It <laughs> seems mm -hmm. to rapidly be evolving and changing opportunity there, but it's not quite as fluid as Medicare. Mm -hmm. So I can see why you made that shift. Um, yeah. I mean, I still, I still dabble in it now. Yeah. You know, I still know the ancillary products and I, yeah. I do the, uh, I do small group plans now too. just, just from word of the mouth, people know. Yeah you know, you do insurance, like, Hey, can you, can you help yeah. me? And that's just going back to time. I've been in it for so long. Right. People bring it up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when, yeah, and that's the, that's a crazy thing about the longer you're in the industry, um, people that'll come out of the woodwork and find you randomly and mm -hmm. be like, Hey, I need X. And mm -hmm. you know, when you first start, nobody wants you to help them. Cause it's like, you're a, uh, a doctor that, uh, 
is you know an intern and yeah. you're like i don't want to be the first surgery this guy does but, exactly um but so yeah and then you you mentioned something that resonates for me i, I like metaphors you talked about how everything seems like it's a replication of the same thing but you look back and how much different how it's evolved mm. but mm. it evolves so slowly it's like mm. when you get a puppy mm. and you're around a puppy every day and you don't notice it's growing mm -hmm. and then one day you look back and you're like how the hell did this Mm -hmm. Is this a full grown dog? Cause I didn't yeah. notice it growing every day. And that's kind of how our business is on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, you think, how did I get from A to Z? But it, it happened slowly in, in, in mm -hmm. tiny increments over time. So, and that's, and the most important part is that you're going there every single day and doing the same, the, what, you know, yeah. what makes you, what makes the business money, what makes you money, what helps people. Yeah. And it may be like, it's the same thing over and over again, but you look back 10 years, 11 years, in my case, almost 12 years. And you're like, holy yeah. moly, I'm four kids into this. <laughs> I, I like the uh, uh, analogy of growing 1% a day. Mm -hmm. That's 365% a year. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but so, so yeah, so you're in, uh, in Charleston, uh, full telesales, Medicare, mm -hmm. yeah. uh, utilizing the telemarketers that you're, you know, in part training. Mm -hmm. um, and have developed a great system there. So those are the people that don't know Eugene uh, has trained telemarketers.com. Mm -hmm. and, um, and we actually have referred some of our agents to mm -hmm. Eugene who are having some success with it. And then also uh, Johnny in our office has mm -hmm. our first telemarketer going and he's actually loving it. So we're looking at adding some mm -hmm. more so we can get um, probably two telemarketers per call center seat uh, yeah. for you guys to try to yeah. between that and Facebook leads, I think we'll be able to fill them up, man. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited about it as, as a, as a cog in our machine. I always yeah. say this, everything works a little, nothing works a lot. So we yeah. love, you know, uh, plugging something, somebody into something scalable and the telemarketer yeah. thing is scalable. So that's mm -hmm. cool. So, and yeah. you've been doing it with the telemarketers for, uh, for how long now, how long have you been using telemarketers? So, uh, so twofold, there's two answers to that. So when I, going back to when I first started doing insurance in 2010, uh, the, the company that I was with, I was a captive agent and we did underage health insurance and we would, um, get leads the, the company would get us leads, but it was male leads. And we all know how male leads are. And 10 years ago, it was the same thing. I mean, you were lucky to get a percent and a half back if 1% and the leads were 40 to $50 a piece. By that time it, they landed to me, thankfully mm -hmm. I didn't have to ha pay for them. And so what happened is they give you a stack, you get five brand new leads and you get 50 leads that are two to three years old. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I started doing, and I hated calling those leads, those old leads. And so I talked to my manager at the time and he's like, I know a girl, her name's Sammy. She's out of Texas. Um, give her a list and give her a script and she'll call for you. And so my very first telemarketer was about a year and a half into the business, uh, calling small businesses and seeing if they needed uh, help with their health insurance. This was around 2008, 2009, um, post 2008, 2009, whenever the Obamacare started happening and then they started implementing it. So in 2010, when I was doing insurance was, I was actually seeing the market shift mm -hmm. significantly. And we've, I think, I don't know if you've been doing insurance then, but um, it, I mean, we saw a dramatic shift in the underage market. And so there was a lot of questions about health insurance. And so it was really easy to, to give somebody a list of 5,000 names and a script. But back then, I mean, she was, I mean, she, I don't know if she's alive now. She's, um, uh, she was like in her sixties at the time. 
and she would dial one lead at a time and she would get me a lead and I'd pay her. Uh, I think it was 15 to $20 a lead is what I paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going, 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 uh, using telemarketers. And then I figured out, then I started doing my own agency and I was no longer captive. And I'm like, well, shoot, I'm using telemarketers myself and figured out you can use them in the Philippines. I'm like, well, why don't we just help agents have control over their own marketing too? And so I remember uh, having that, that mental shift. I'm like, not only can I do it for myself, but I can actually help other agents do it also. And right now, as we sit, I have telemarketers generating me leads that when we get off the phone, I will be calling them. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it's my full-time job is to help people with their insurance. Yeah. Well, perfect, man. So, uh, so on the, the telemarketers and I know Johnny's working some, uh, like that right now. Um, I had never done it. I had purchased some telemarketer leads. It's not the same as having a little more control over being mm-hmm. able to, to, you know, to being able to listen to the call and actually call the telemarketer that's working for you and mm-hmm. say, Hey, you, can you say this mm-hmm. instead? Or if they say mm-hmm. this, being able to coach them through things mm-hmm. that make it easier for you. Um, and then also the way that we're like now, like I was talking to you, we're, we create like a form within our CRM to where mm-hmm. the telemarketer is now putting the info in, and the form is going straight into our CRM. So mm-hmm. more flexibility. Uh, rather than buying them by actually having control of the telemarketer and man- managing that relationship ongoing. Well, so, from, from when it's generated to when you get it, it's minutes, yeah. you know, it's not days. Right. Right. Uh, I don't have to wait till they fulfill an entire <clears throat> order and then send me a list of leads. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then on top of that, um, I, you know, I personally work those leads. You guys are personally work those leads, working yeah. those leads, which is why I like working with you guys is because you guys are, yeah, you're, you're talking about it, but you're actually walking the walk too. You're not just talking yeah. to talk. You're not, you don't have leads for sale on your, on your membership site, but you don't work yeah. those leads. Your people don't work those leads. You're actually actively working the leads, whether it be the Facebook leads, whether it be telemarketer leads, you and your agency are actually doing the thing that you're teaching agents yeah. to do, which is why, you know, uh, over the last couple of weeks, I've been moving my contracts over to you guys um, yeah. is because I, I believe in working with good people, good, honest people who who do it exactly the way they preach it. Yeah. Um, there's no fluff. There's no BS, you know, I'm like, hey, um, do it this way, but we're not going to do it this way, you know. And, and so yeah. that was, it's been I mean, it's been a great ride so far. I mean, it's been fun. And you've been ch- yeah. you and I've been chatting almost every day. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. And I tell mm-hmm. you, um, you know, if, if I'm going to show somebody how to do something a way that we do it, um, then, you know, or if I'm going to show somebody something and t- teach them, if it's good enough for me to teach them, it's good enough for me to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I started talking to you about the telemarketers, I'm like, I have some people that I think would be good fits. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, shit, if it's a good fit for them, mm-hmm. it's probably a good fit for us too. And that's why I wrote you. It's like, Hey, we want to try one. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, and now I'm thinking like I have, um, we have, a, we opened a second office, you know, I told you mm-hmm. that. And, uh, I have, um, right now I'm up to, uh, Johnny, Johnny and a few more, um, you know, agents in that office that I'm like thinking telemarketing, telemarketing and one little Facebook strategy we have going between those two. I can mm-hmm. kind of scale that call center model mm-hmm. um that's a little separate from my brick and mortar office yeah. which are different yeah. types of lead flows so yeah 
and it, you know, a lot of stuff works and there's, you know, there's definitely, uh, I was just talking to Ron Ray, um, before I got on here with you and he's doing seminars very successfully. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, um, but it, it's like, there's, there's so many ways to skin a cat. And, mm -hmm. uh, as you scale and have more and more agents, you have to try more and more things because right. you there's like my, I, we do like local TV, but it's very difficult to scale that because it takes mm. time to create that right. brand. Right. Uh, whereas the telemarketers is a quick way to get mm -hmm. an agent trained, ready to go. And yeah. then, uh, and then have them ready. So that by the time AEP comes here and we have this massive harvest, mm -hmm. they're trained because they've been mm -hmm. working real leads all year. So, well, and then I've, you know, I've sent you my recordings too. I've sent Johnny recordings. I'm like, Hey, here's, yeah. you know, here's cause again, and we talked about this a little bit uh, earlier is it's about time management, you know, and, and I'm like, Hey, look at the way I handled this call. I, you know, I, I disqualified them, disqualified them within two minutes and I didn't waste my time and I didn't care. I didn't spend 15, $20 a lead. Yeah. I spent three bucks for the lead. I don't care if I only spent two minutes with them. I'm going to move on to the next one. And yeah. I think time management with, and yeah, you can try all these different things and you find what, what works for you. But as an agent, I think it's super important to, to make sure that you manage your time really, really well. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, you know, you talking about um, that. So when we, when we got with you to get a telemarketer, the amount of time that you actually spent with Johnny saying, this is how these leads come in, explaining the process and then explaining how you work them mm -hmm. um, is huge because there's, there's all too often I'm, if I'm buying a lead somewhere, nobody's telling me how they work them because the mm -hmm. people that are selling them aren't working the leads. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's yeah. not a, it's not yeah. a real, you know, it's, and, and I, and I've bought leads and had great success and I've bought leads and had zero success. It mm -hmm. seems like it's kind of a crap shoot. I, mm -hmm. uh, somebody quoted me before I think Landon and some other guys have from saying, uh, yesterday's best lead vendor is today's worst lead vendor. <laughs> so we yeah. saw that early on where we would buy like um you know i won't name their names but there was one lead vendor i remember buying some leads from it and i was like man these are great you know i had this mm. great success and then i keep buying leads from them and then all of a sudden they're just like terrible mm. like yes. just atrocious so uh but with the telemarketers these are real-time lead flow you're in control, you control of them mm -hmm. yep. they're not sticking in some garbage in there just to sell you fluff mm -hmm. you know yes. this is real you can hear the recording and it's real time so yeah. i love that process and uh, obviously you know with your schedule your time management is is pretty good because you're able to train some agents in that way, mm -hmm. help them get their, their telemarketers set up and still write business. Mm -hmm. And then obviously you're, uh, you know, a big involved family man and, mm -hmm. and, and making sure you're making a lot of time for family. Yeah. How do you balance that? You know, cause I have a family and it's something I'm, I struggle with to work on making sure that I'm making sure my family is mm -hmm. way up there, but then still trying to provide them the quality of life. I feel like I owe them. Mm -hmm. Well, so, you know, that's a really good question. So um, my, my thought has always been, so we got 24 hours in a day, we got six to eight hours that we're sleeping. So that's gone, right? When you sleep doesn't really matter. Uh, it's the fact that you want to make sure you get your sleep and you take care of yourself and your body and all this stuff. But uh, there's, there's prime time working hours where you make money. There's downtime where uh, you still need to be working and building your business where it's not interfering with actually uh, doing the, the grinding, the talking to the clients and all that stuff. But then there's also your family time to where your kids are the most active uh, when they are um, 
um, you know, not nap time and not, not uh, school time. There's that time they're like, Hey, I'm playing, I'm having fun. That's when those memories are being made. Right. And so nobody remembers nap time, but you will remember your dad reading to you. Right. And so the way I've done my schedule is the first thing I do when I wake up uh, and a lot of times I'm still in bed because I got my work with me. Um, I'll, I'll check my emails. I answer my emails. And I, I mean, we get, a, we get a lot of emails. You get them too. Yeah. And you want to push this out as fast as you can. And of course I'll answer emails throughout the day, but I'm working on my business, whether somebody has a question about the lease that they're getting, or maybe they want to listen to a recording or they want me to listen to their recording. I'll do it while I'm still in bed. Right. And so that's working time. Then I come down uh, stairs. I'll have my breakfast with my family and all that. Um, and, get ready and actually drive to the office. And between nine and one, I found that that is the best time to call somebody over the age of 65. They're still at home. I can reach them. And so nine to one is when I work my over 65 leads between one and four thirty, five o'clock, maybe even five thirty. It's the slowest, slowest time in my business, as far as writing business. If I look back over the last five years and I actually look at the timestamps of when I wrote business, which I keep track of that, I know between one and five, it's the slowest. And so what I will do is I'll actually spend time with my family when my business has downtime and between happens to be between one and five. So before dinner, and after school, because we homeschool after after school, between one and four and five, the sun's up, it's hot, we'll go to the pool, we'll hang out. So that's my family time. And if I have an appointment, if let's say I have a T65 appointment, they could only do it at three o'clock. I'll, I'll do it from my home office, I'll spend 3040 minutes talking to the person, answering their questions, and then I go back to my family time. And, and my kids remember that we, we live, um, on the river. So, um, it's like, a five minute walk. Well, my son and I will take the fishing poles or my daughter will jump off the dock or whatever. And she'll swim. And so I get to build those memories with my family. And then around, um, the dinner time when my wife is doing the dinner, all that, um, I'll actually get back on the phone and I'll call my T65 leads because try to call a T65 at one o'clock. They're still working. Right. But my T65, my average time, my application submitted is right around 7, 7.30 is when I'll knock out a lot of my T65 applications. Yeah. Um, and I'll work. So, so my schedule, my, my writing business schedule, not my running business, but my writing business schedule, I do 9 to 1, I take a break, and then 4.30 to 5.30 is when I'll start. And I'll push until about 8, 8.30, and I'll have those conversations. My last conversation yesterday was at 7.59, which ended up being a 20-minute conversation. I have an appointment with her and her husband today to write them both. She's uh, 68. He's turning 65. So whenever I call them today, I'm going to go ahead and, and do the transaction, and then I'm going to get back on the phone and call my leads. Um, and really, it's about maximizing the number of hours you have in a day. And then after that, it's eight o'clock. I don't go to bed until midnight, maybe one o'clock in the morning. And I sleep until about seven, seven thirty. Mm -hmm. Um, and so 
during that time is when I'll, and of course I'm answering emails throughout the day, but if there's like a long email that requires a lot of my attention, a lot of my energy is when I'll actually focus on that email. And that could be with a beer in my hand, you know, that could be while hanging out with my wife, that could be while I'm at a restaurant having dinner, I can go ahead and knock out that email really quick. Yeah. And so I've, and, and you know this about me and I mean, I'm fish. I mean, look at this, I'm fishing all the time and yeah. I still have time to actually go and enjoy life and still write seven to 10 new Metsups a week. Yeah. Well, that's, and, so, you know, we, uh, uh, the, it's a refreshing conversation because a lot of times you hear these people that are, you know, professional mindset speakers and, um, and I, I look, I'm, I was probably, so I talk about my evolution of businesses. Like, you know, I came out of the military and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this because I see my dad have some success in this industry. And I want to, you know, be able to make sure that I provide, you know, a livable income for my family. Mm -hmm. I got into it. So I, I actually found the opportunity before I had the mindset shift. My mindset shift came when I began to be rewarded for individual incremental work. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you work hard and you submit an application. It was very rewarding. And I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, I'm going to replicate that as fast as possible. Yeah. Well, um, you know, so my mindset came later on. And so a lot of times when people speak on mindset and schedule and all that, and that's their big thing, I used to be kind of a naysayer. Like mm -hmm. I was kind of like, Oh, they need to quit talking about that. They need to talk about the individual incremental work that mm -hmm. actually gets you there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's twofold. You have to yeah. have some practicality and you have to have the right mindset to know, uh, that something's going to work. Well, a lot of times the mindset speakers will say, okay, you got to wake up at 5.00 AM. I'm making fun of like some of the guys that are I'm friends with, but take a cold shower, you know, you work out, you do all these things. Um, but hearing you, what you say is, and I've always been a little bit almost uh, scared to say like my schedule, but because I'm afraid so many of those people are like preaching something completely opposite, but mine is actually more like yours. Mm -hmm. um, where I am, uh, I do wake up in the morning and answer emails. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people was like, Oh, you first 30 minutes, you're up. You don't need to touch your phone. And I'm like, ah, bullshit. And I wake up, I get my phone, I answer, like I can mm -hmm. get so much work done mm -hmm. before everybody else gets out of the bed. And that, mm -hmm. that first 30 minutes, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, and then, and so people all the time too, what's funny is my schedule is a lot like yours. People all the time say, I don't understand how you get so much done. But a lot of it is just compartmentalizing, mm -hmm. you know, what time can be utilized for the most effective stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's yeah. not, you know, some people say I check my emails at 9 a.m. and I don't touch my email again until and I'm like, what? Like, mm -hmm. I live by my email, so mm -hmm. yeah, I can't do that. You know, yeah. so I, I like what you're saying about your schedule because it's it, I think it's real and it's mm -hmm. practical and there's nothing wrong with it and everyone should do what works for them. Yeah. Um, and there's you know, definitely some science to what you're saying with prospecting though, for sure. Well, and there's something to be said about, I mean, your mind is the most active when you first wake up. Um, I'm building my website, um, you know, just for information for, for, uh, Medicare and somebody can go to whatever use it as a resource. Yeah. And it's really hard to sit down and write 1500 words. However, I found out when I first wake up in the morning, those words come very, very easy. And so, you know, on my website, whenever I work on it and I write the articles or whatever, 
I'll do it either first thing in the morning or I'll do it really, really late at night once it's quiet. Yeah. Well, my, my book, so I wrote the book, um, mm -hmm. Medicare Breakdown, the Alphabet Soup of Medicare. And um, when I, I wrote that, uh, I went to a conference. It was the 8% Nation conference. And there's a guy there and he just kept harping on you. you everybody needs to write a book. Everybody needs to write mm -hmm. a book. And so right after that, um, my wife always takes us on a little pre-AEP trip somewhere. And she took mm -hmm. us to the Opryland Hotel in Nashville. And they have like an indoor water park. And mm -hmm. so my, I knew my family was going to wake up about 7.30 every day. And so while we were there, I woke up at 5.30 every, which I'm not a 5.30 guy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I knew I was, I set the idea. I was like, okay, we're going to be here for like four days. Mm -hmm. If I wake up at 5.30 every morning, just like you said, I know I can write this book in that two yeah. hours before they wake up every day. And that's what I yeah. did. So I wrote that entire book in eight hours, two mm -hmm. hour slots in the morning before my family woke up. But you're right. Your mind in the morning, I get up, have a little caffeine, a little water, mm -hmm. and I'm like pff, churning it out. Mm -hmm. But if you try to get me to do that at 11 at night, I'm going to mm -hmm. fall asleep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. And sometimes I'll, I'll go and, um, you know, my kids will go to bed and my wife's already going, but she, cause I got a, I got a nine month old, right? So she's with the baby or whatever. <clears throat> I'll go, I'll go to the restaurant down the street and sit at the bar or whatever, have a beer. And sometimes yeah. I'll knock it out. You know, I started in the morning. Got, so what I do is in the morning, whenever, uh, so my website, two minute Medicare, what I do in the morning is I start the, uh, like the, the bullet points. I, I get my ideas down first yeah. And then I can fill them in because the idea is already there. It's just a matter of putting the actual language. And so a lot of times in the evenings, I'll fill in the language because I already have the meat and potatoes down and they'll actually, you know, two or three paragraphs per idea. And next thing you know, you have whatever, you know, words you need. Yeah. But the whole, the whole point of this is, is time management. And uh, I did a video with Dave Dufer last week, uh, and it was, it was the same thing with the conversation that I had. It's the way that I actually work the, the leads and the system. So whenever I get a, a batch of leads, um, I don't sit there and hand dial them one by one. Because to listen, sit there and listen to the dial tone to get a voicemail, which I don't leave voicemails, but to get to the voicemail, that's 33 seconds. So really, that's only two calls in a minute. Yeah. The fact that I use my dialer to call through my leads, I'm able to get through four, six calls in one minute and actually have somebody that I'm talking to. And there's really no downtime to work in the leads because I figured out how to continually have conversations to save people money or to help them with their enrollment into Medicare. Yeah. And so I, you know, I've heard you say things before too, like, you know, you disqualify quickly and, mm -hmm. and don't waste your time with them. And, and, uh, and to, to put that in, into context, and I'm, it may have been you that's, that actually originally said this, but, um, you know, some people are like, oh, well, you know, they, they'll spend a whole lot of time with that person past the point of knowing mm -hmm. that yeah. they're, it's a dead lead. Yeah. And I think you said every minute that I'm wasting on somebody I can't help is a minute I could be spending with somebody that I can help. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, and that's the thing is you cut out the BS, you figure out whether or not there's savings and you figure out, figure out whether or not they're healthy enough to uh, to qualify or if they're retiring to make sure uh, like if they're not getting TRICARE or if they're not continuing to work 
you know, if they if they say I'm going to continue to work, I'm not enrolling to Medicare for three years, I'm going to find that out within probably before I even schedule the appointment for the call, just to see if I it's even worth having a follow up call with this person. Yeah. Uh, and so I believe in lots of good quality leads that are inexpensive. Mm-hmm. And then try to go through them as fast as you can and find the people that you can help and that will listen to you. If somebody says, hey, you know what? I already got it taken care of. I'm like, oh, who are you working with? Oh, I'm working with Justin Brock. I'm like, oh, okay, it sounds good. It sounds like you got everything taken care of. I move on to the next person. I don't try to pry the business. Of, well, did he tell you about plan N? No. Yeah. I'm going to go on well, to the next person. And the, and, and your, your marketing system, by allowing you to have controllable you know, affordable lead flow, mm-hmm. you don't have to waste your time Mm-mm. trying to overly sell. And that's, mm-hmm. that's a, you know, there's a whole conversation in sales versus marketing. Yeah. Um, and, and I think what you're trying to do is finding the intersection between uh, sales and marketing where you mm-hmm. have the quickest return on investment. Yeah. You spend the most of your time helping people. Yeah. And the least of your time wasting your time. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's and again I've I mean I've I know what works for me. It may not work for everybody. Uh, I I'm a guy who's married, been married for uh, 13 years almost, and I have four kids, and time is very 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 important to me. Yeah, um, I want to make sure that my kids remember who I am because my and I'm getting a little personal now, but like my biggest fear, like I don't fear dying. Um, I fear that my kids will not know who I was if I was to pass away prematurely. Right. And so, um, with my, you know, my nine month old, if I was to be gone tomorrow, he won't know who I was. He does. He won't know who Eugene Marchenko or Yevgeny Marchenko, which is my real name. He won't know who his dad was. And so, um, my job is to leave a legacy, to leave something behind, which is why I like doing these kinds of conversations. Um, but also really spending good quality, important, like meat and potatoes time with the family, with the clients and cut out all the BS, you know, cut out all the spending three hours on the phone and only having two conversations or, or I don't know, you can, you can, you can work on your business until you're blue in the face, but if you don't sell any policies, you're going to starve. Yeah. You know, so. No, I agree. I agree, man. You, you, you prioritize, you figure out what your you know goal is, and then you do what you have to do to provide mm-hmm. for your family yeah. and spend yeah. as much time as possible. It's been a, a thing that I've been, you know, working on, you know, they, everybody says you're the sum total of the five people you spend the most time around. Yeah. And what I ended up doing was um, pushing into spending my time with some of the, the, the five probably hardest working people. Mm-hmm. It made me super hard working mm-hmm. and it kind of aspired me to do greater. But what I, what I didn't do was make that, that five, those five people balanced. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes now I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe I need a couple of the really hard working, like, you know, aspirational people. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need some people that are just being really good fathers mm-hmm. that I'm yeah. you know, aspiring to be like, or maybe I need people to spend around that are, um, very charitable and involved mm. in some sort of organization that's mm. admirable, things yeah. like that. So I started thinking, you know, now that we have this trajectory, maybe being the hardest working person and putting the most out there mm. isn't the only thing that matters. So, yeah. you know, just so you know, it's inspirational to know that you design your business around, um, you know, a methodology that allows you to 
you know, make a great income for your family, mm-hmm. but also spend time with them and, and yeah. make, make that known. Somebody said at a wedding one time I was at this, it was a, the bride said something about how her dad took her to school every morning. And so their relationship was almost built on the commute to school. Mm-hmm. And so one thing that I try to do is I always take my kids to school every morning. So mm-hmm. even though my wife could do it, I try to mm-hmm. do it. And, uh, and those are, it seems like small things, but that's 30 minutes of me in the car mm-hmm. with my kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so anytime I can find somewhere in the schedule to spend that to them. And now I'm trying to do more and more. Um, and so, and I think everybody wants to, this is a great industry too to be in, to be able to work hard, really, really mm-hmm. hard for a few years. And then almost, you know, kind of, you can mm-hmm. kind of slope off and then just continue to add on to your book. Yeah. Um, but keep that residual income going. There's not a lot of industries you could do it. In. And see, and right now, you know, like if I really wanted to, I can go and I can hire people. I can scale it. I can get more telemarketers. I yeah. can teach them the process. I can give them the scripts. I can go manage them and I can have 10, 15 seats filled in the next year if I really wanted to, but I'm not there. I don't want that right now. Yeah. Now in my forties, when my kids are out or whatever, then you watch out, you know, yeah. but right yeah. now I'm completely happy with writing. If I'm, if I write four policies in a week and I had a bad week, I don't care. You know, yeah. um, I spent the last two months moving um, and remodeling a house and um, I, I averaged probably three to four hours of actual work a day, which isn't a lot at all. Um, But but I was still able to write at least one policy a day um, doing that. So uh, now that things have slowed down a little bit, I'm going to go back to doing the whole full-time thing, but I'm not, I don't care. And that's what I told you. I'm like, you asked me the question before. It's like, well, what about training and recruiting agents and all that stuff? I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that right now. You know, I don't mind training an agent. I don't mind sitting one-on-one and doing a consulting with somebody or whatever, because I can control that time. I can get it done super early, super late, somewhere in between my schedule. If, if the family's busy or whatever, or if right. I have appointments, but I can control that um, versus, you know, having lots of agents always asking me questions. I'm not, I'm not there right now. And by the same accord, you could probably be selective with the agents that you spend your time on. I mean, you could yes. probably quickly say in a conversation or like, okay, this is an agent that is probably going to be a lot more trouble than it's worth. We're mm-hmm. not going to be a good fit. And you could just tell them. Yeah. Like, the, Hey, the, look, I'd love to work with you. You know, there's probably a, you know, a spot for you out there, but I don't mm-hmm. think this is going to be a fit. You know? Yeah. I don't want to waste your time. <laughs> I'm, o- I'm okay with saying no. Yeah. It's okay to say no. You to have things. to be stingy with your time. I mean, mm-hmm. I was I was Jim Carrey, yes man, for a long time, mm-hmm. and I'm actually trying to come out of that now and be stingier with my yeah. time. And yeah. I, you know, I think it, I think being a yes man, it, it's good for some things, but it causes as many problems as it as it you know alleviate as it as it creates opportunities. So, yeah. um, I've been on the reverse side of that and learning. So, but man, I appreciate you. You know. Um, working with us on, on, on stuff and, and, um, you know, coming on board with us yeah. and, uh, and you guys and, have been great. Yeah. I know it's, it's been, been a, a really fruitful relationship too, because I run into these agents all the time, like a couple that I've sent you recently. And I, I think of more all the time that, um, you'll be a great fit for, and I think it just interweaves well. So, mm-hmm. um, 
super excited that you did this interview with me. Uh, I know we'll probably be back on and talking about oh, yeah. some other stuff because my interview format is more like, let's just get engaged in a conversation mm -hmm. that yeah. can benefit other people. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, if anybody is looking to uh, talk to you about, you know, traintelemarketers.com or anything that you're doing, other than going straight to traintelemarketers.com, is there another way that you would mm -hmm. want them to reach out to you? Yeah, so Eugene, so E-U-G-E-N-E -E at traintelemarketers.com or support at traintelemarketers.com. I see the email. My phone actually texts me whenever I have an email strictly from that, so I'll respond right away. Yeah. Um, and then the same thing, you know, I, I've had a couple agents ask me um, through the program, like, well, where do you have your contracts? I'm like, well, let me show you to a guy who actually does that yeah. and does it well. So, uh, yeah, so traintelemarketers.com uh, has a video on there on how to get started or if you have any questions about how the program works. So we do, we do Medicare over 65, under 65, uh, turning 65, if you will. Um, and then we do uh, life insurance, final expense. So it's, it's not just Medicare related. Uh, we have agents who ask us about final expense leads. The thing is, I don't, I don't sell leads. That's not my business. I don't, I don't go in there and I try to sell you leads. That's not my purpose here. I, I really want you to learn how to market and I want you to be able to generate your own leads. Train telemarketers, you get a telemarketer or two or three or however many you get and you learn how to generate your own leads. Yeah. Perfect, man. Well, awesome. Anybody that is looking to scale in a different way and, and utilize uh, a, a, a scalable lead flow system that does work, we are using it head over to traintelemarketers.com or email Eugene at support at traintelemarketers.com. Or Eugene at traintelemarketers.com. Or yep. Eugene at traintelemarketers.com. Awesome. All right. all right, buddy, man. Thank you so much. Thank you Thank all you. for watching. And we'll, uh, we'll have another video out for you soon. Yeah.